So today we are discussing a paper on sleep and uh, disorder of consciousness. So, and I will be the one who summarizes this paper quickly. The paper titled A Systematic Review of Sleep in Patients with Disorders of Consciousness from Diagnosis to Prognosis. And it was uh, written by Jiahui uh, Pan, Jian Hui Wu, Jia Liu, Jian Wu Wu, and uh, Fai Wang. Again, sorry for mispronouncing probably all of your names. And they work at um, the South China Normal University and the Pan Pancho Lab in China. And this uh, review paper was uh, published in uh, Brain Sciences, the journal Brain Sciences, in 2021, so quite recently. What this paper is about, it basically summarizes our current knowledge of uh, sleep and specifically EEG patterns uh, of sleep in uh, patients with disorders of consciousness. And so just to quickly talk to a couple of important terms that we are going to use during the discussion. So they mostly, they were mostly focusing on um, unresponsive wakefulness syndrome and uh, minimally conscious state. Uh, and also there's coma, which, which is usually uh, kind of the most severe type of disorder of consciousness. Um, above that, or, or if you kind of uh, use um, um, this kind of visual demonstration, usually unresponsive wakefulness is a bit more like seems to be uh, higher or the level of consciousness is a bit more preserved then. And then after that minimally conscious state, again, it's a more responsive state, but still the behavior responses are not uh, quite preserved. And of course, then, then there's uh, wakefulness or or normal responsiveness. And uh, an interesting um, concept or an important issue with uh, these different diagnostic categories is that it's actually quite difficult to, to categorize people with uh, traumatic or non-traumatic brain injuries. Uh, however, the right diagnosis is quite important because it influences the, the treatment options and in general, in general, the prognosis. And the authors also mentioned, which was quite interesting for me, that um, with the advances of, of um, emergency or critical care, uh, there seems to be an increase of, of um, uh, patients with disorders of consciousness. So it is likely becoming even more important I mean, yeah, it has been important before, but again, uh, it, the, because these state or these states are becoming more prevalent, it is very important to find us to find effective states for categorizing or um, finding the right correct diagnosis for uh, these patients. And there are many different um, strategies to to do this. Uh, there are methods using um, for example, task-based things and or, or kind of trying to assess the responsiveness of, uh, of the patients uh, with the pain stimuli or other type of stimuli, uh, eye movements, um, similar things. And an, um, somewhat underused or underutilized aspect is uh, examining the patient's sleep patterns. And so the authors basically give a review of the literature from the last 20 years and uh, discuss several, several uh, EEG patterns of sleep and their potential use in improving diagnosis for patients. So uh, what are these EEG patterns? Basically, uh, an, a quite important, um, like just to give you some, a short summary of, of uh, what we what we need to know to understand this paper. Uh, 
So there's this standard way to categorize different sleep stages in, in people. Uh, there are a couple of different manuals, but um, like in general, uh, the scientific community uh, uses uh, five categories. So wakefulness, stage one non-REM sleep, stage two non-REM sleep, stage three non-REM sleep, and REM sleep. And these five uh, stages have, of course, different, some different neuro, neural and uh, neurophysiological signatures. So when people are awake, uh, but they, they close their eyes and they start to fall asleep, uh, their EEG mostly consists of, of um, uh, higher frequency patterns in, in the alpha range, for example. And then as they start to fall asleep, their uh, EEG activity um, starts to slow down and uh, theta waves occur and also uh, some other patterns which means that the, or the patient or the participant enters the sleep stage one. Uh, again, progressively, uh, this stage progresses to non-REM sleep stage two, which is uh, mostly uh, characterized by sleep spindles and K-complexes. And uh, so these are quite short bursts of activity. The spindles are kind of like a, a short burst of, of high, higher frequency activity. I think they are in the range of 13 to 16 hertz or around that. And then K-complexes are uh, seem to be like a quite large wave. And um, after this, uh, as the sleep progresses to the next stage, uh, delta waves occur. So again, these are even slower frequency activity. And yeah, that, that signifies stage three or N3. And after that, uh, people go to REM sleep, which is um, uh, from an EEG standpoint, it looks fairly similar to wakefulness. Uh, again, there are theta waves. Uh, and uh, also, of course, the, the importance is the eye movements uh, and the, the uh, muscle, the lack of muscle tone. So this is how people are categorizing uh, sleep stages. And these are, these are the important features for um, categorizing normal or healthy population uh, or, or their sleep. And seemingly, uh, what the main finding or the main uh, message of the paper is that um, if a patient seems to have um, more intact sleep cycle, and they show more of these typical sleep patterns. Mm, I think most uh, most importantly spindles, uh, but also slow wave sleep and REM stage. Um, it seems to mean that the patients have a more uh, like like a higher chance for positive outcomes. And basically, the authors kind of argue for using sleep staging and sleep assessment as part of the uh, diagnos diagnostic process. They also point out a couple of issues. So right now, it is quite difficult to collect data for patients with disorders of consciousness because of, um, yeah, it's... it's um, a quite difficult process to to collect eg eg data with good data quality for a long term previous studies have used at least 24 hours but of course it's quite difficult to uh, record this because um in a hospital there are many things happening and also with um um with the fact that you know patients need to be moved around so they they don't get um, ulcers and also in just general, the nursing activity kind of disturbs, so it may disturb the sleep patterns of the patients. Uh, there might be some limitations about this, and uh, uh, some like one needs to be careful to to be conscious about that uh, when implement when when uh, interpreting the sleep data of patients. And yeah, in general, I think. There is a quite interesting point with um, 
how sleep is quite important and and as it seems to be a signifier for for positive outcomes uh, for patients with disorder of consciousness. Do you have anything to add to this summary or anything I missed? Uh, no, I don't think so. But I have just one kind of question to you. So, um, so just the first of all, first of all, yeah, what's the difference between sleep and just unconscious uh, state? That's my question. Mm, so I, I'm, I'm uh, unsure about this, but I think. Uh, it is most likely the the cyclicalness of of sleep. So I think people in um, in a coma state they just have mostly slow wave activity in their brain or uh, similar to that, and they don't have this kind of change in in the uh, EG pattern nor, nor in their kind of arousal levels, uh, signifying the sleep wake cycle. And uh, yeah, in patients with unresponsive wakefulness and uh, with a minimally conscious state, there seem to be some somewhat irregular, but still uh, there seem to be a sleep-wake cycle during the day. So meaning there's a change in, in arousal and seemingly brain activity across the day. Uh, does that answer your question? Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, I, yeah, the reason why I ask this question is that in this paper, um, they mentioned some differences um, between um, the healthy subject and subject, uh, sorry, uh, healthy yeah, subject participants and also a subject with uh, disorder of consciousness, right? And, it, and I started to feel like maybe um, there some different types of sleep uh, due to uh, you know disorder of consciousness and if we like start that kind of uh, yeah idea then it makes me feel okay then how I can like distinguish with sleep and also just you know uh, non-conscious uh, states just vegetative states and we can in a sense, consider that kind of, you know, disordered conscious states as a type of sleep or other way around, like sleep as in some type of, you know, disorder of consciousness or something like that. And I understand this is, you know, uh, yeah, this is not meaningful in terms of, you know, diagnostic and pro-diagnostic uh, pro perspective, because, you know, what they kind of expecting is that how we can, you know, um, care like these uh, subject to like healthy or how to, you know, recover these, you know, disorder of consciousness into, you know, healthy subject, you know, patterns. So I understand this kind of, you know, separation does not make sense, but it just, yeah, I just wonder. So I asked this question. Yeah, I, so I think something is what um, the authors mentioned, and I think it's quite important, um, is that they, yeah, they kind of uh, shed light on the fact that patients and, you know, most likely anyone in a hospital has quite fragmented sleep. Uh, so meaning because of, like uh, I mentioned before, nursing activity, but just also because there's uh, a lot of equipment and also the light is on and also or like different light levels, but necess uh, definitely not completely dark uh, rooms, of course. And, uh, and also because, for example, uh, patients don't have uh, the societal like activities to do so therefore they have time to sleep during the day as well and that can also influence their um, night sleep because they just don't need it or they don't need as much so in general I think um, it, it is quite difficult to tell if people 
um, in with disorders of consciousness have these altered sleep patterns because of either the brain injury or because their kind of routine is so drastically changed and uh, it's kind of yeah a normal response to like sleep fragmentation and the lack of you know um, inability to sleep during the day uh, yeah so I, I think it's it's um, definitely needs further research and more more um, kind of uh, critical examination of, of the data and because I think it it may be the case that some patients have a more stereotypically um, like an altered sleep as um, like originating or originating from the fact that they have some kind of disorder of consciousness. And also some other patients may have altered sleep because of their condition and then the environment. So yeah, I, I think it's definitely a um, interesting question. Yeah, also another question, not directly uh, kind of related to uh, this paper, but rather more to do with like sleep research itself. So there are some features related to different stages of sleeps, right? And what my question is, what is the, you know, the physical mechanism of these features? Or is it difficult to find, you know, them, the mechanism, this physical mechanism with these features? Because in this paper, as you know, Aniko says um, the spindle can be a good indicator for like a positive outcome. And if you know we understand like some kind of mechanism produce or cause that spindles one features, then maybe we can say that that mechanism is important for like conscious you know or the recovery from disorder of consciousness or something like that. So. But I don't think that in this paper they did not mention anything about you know the mechanism of any like features. Rather, they just focusing on like in sleep, uh, different sleep stage. There are some different features, and then this feature is or kind of correlated with like recovery, but others not or something like that. So, yeah, that's uh, another question. So yeah, Ryoshi, if you have anything to add, please do so. But just to quickly tell you what do I know about this I think um, so for example with spindles I, I seem to recall that there are some theories or, and studies supporting that they may um, relate to um, memory consolidation uh, consolidation yeah so memory consolidation and uh, and learning but I'm quite unsure if it's completely generalizable I guess it's like specifically if they occur at a certain part of the brain it has been connected with learning i think yeah so i think there are theories about what these different um like patterns may signify or contribute to but i don't think there's a you know clear understanding of okay yeah this means that the brain does this function during this this time um, or at least I, I don't know of any any clear suggestions. This is what you meant by physical base. How about the REM sleep? REM, REM sleep? It is related to the like a memory or something to cognition. So when we when we are awake, the, our brain uh, activated, and when we are in the uh, no, no REM sleep state, <coughs> the brain replicates the uh, memo, memory or perceptive uh, coding or activation, same as same as the waking stage. So I think the REM, REM sleep stage is uh, related to the right the memory or Cognition. Yeah, and I think also with slow wave sleep, I think they also mentioned, and, and also there are some 
so people say, and there are some theories on that the these the slow wave activity is actually related to uh, synaptic pruning and and kind of like the uh, maintenance of synapses and again like brain plasticity. So again, it's it's I'm sure it is related to learning and memory consideration in some way. I don't think so. I, I yeah I I don't know if. Um, yeah, so sleep seems to have a lot of different functions and, and seems to contribute to a lot of different things. And um, I, I think it's hard to say, you know, concrete examples um, that are that are obviously related to one specific sleep stage or sleep pattern. Yeah, I see. So in that sense, um, again, I, I think in this paper, they're just focusing on how to uh, detect uh, the disorder of consciousness or the possibility of recovery or so I think that's kind of a summary of this paper what they try to do so not like looking into detail of what is the mechanism of let's say like or why some people uh, suffer from disorder of consciousness uh, what is the mechanism of that that kind of stuff I think Yes. Yeah, and I think it's um, definitely. I think there will be, or I'm sure we need a lot of more, a lot more studies on this. And you know, there are so many other features of sleep, for example, dreaming, again, which I would be very interested to see if, you know, if once we actually we are able to identify maybe a signature for dreaming, an EG signature for dreaming. In healthy people, it would be very interesting to test that on uh, patients with disorder of consciousness because, yeah, I mean, obviously it would be quite interesting to see if they have some kind of dreaming experience. But yeah, I, I guess it's uh, this paper showcases that um, due to the difficulty of collecting such data and also just the current stage of science, we don't we don't know these uh, details and it's still. We, we need more progress and we need more research on this. Yeah, as Aniko mentioned, I was also interested in like dreams in uh, patients with uh, disorder of consciousness. Um, so I just, yeah, wonder whether they have a dream or not. And maybe some patient have dream and such kind of imply that these patients can be uh, or recover from disorder of consciousness. On the other hand, um, the patients uh, who do not uh, have a dream will be less likely to recover from disorder of consciousness or something like that. So yeah, that's a kind of, yeah, I just, yeah, curious about that. I think maybe we can go to the discussion part. So if you have any uh, questions, you can just ask. So Rich, maybe you, yeah, unmuted. So you have some question, right? You can go first. Oh, okay, thank you. So related to the other comment and question, yeah, and I think there are uh, researches uh, examined the dream or sleep neural data of the uh, conscious disorder patients. And also, we can see the uh, dreaming pattern, actually, the neural activity of the dreaming in the healthy, uh, healthy people. We can compare the uh, brain activity pattern, and we, check, we can check whether the uh, patient had dream or not. Uh, likely, but uh, uh, like like how oh, like us or something. And and also I have a question, and I'm wondering the relationship between the level of consciousness and the uh, sleep stage or something. I think that. Uh, when people have a dream, the uh, level of consciousness is, is uh, high, 
more high than the non-dreaming uh, state. But uh, how about the like lamp thread and uh, N1, N2, N3 or something? What do you think? Yeah, so I think uh, it is quite, I think it is still unknown. So what what are the specific EEG signatures of dreaming? Because I think for a long time people were assuming or the generally accepted um, understanding was that sleep or sorry, that uh, dream dreaming happens in REM sleep mostly. And then um, in the last I don't know, two decades um, or even more, there has been an increasing number of studies showing that dream reports are actually, so people can record dreams and seem to be dreaming at least sometimes, um, in some cases, in non-REM sleep as well. And uh, again, this kind of raises this issue of um, if people have dreams, uh, what if they they have them, but they can't recall them when they are awakened. Or when they, when people, you know, wake people up during sleep stage, for example, in non-REM sleep, do they remember the their dream before that and just like that's the last thing that they remember, so they report it? Or how how these um, different EEG patterns relate to dreaming and dream reports? I think it's yeah, definitely a yeah, there's a lot to do there. And how about the, like the brain network activity for something uh, high? So I want to uh, I want to mean that the, how about the uh, integrated information? The REM swimming, REM swimming uh, integrated information is high more than the like N3 or something. Or the sleeping state is the same way, the instant or something. What do you think of that? Um, so first, I think uh, Tanoni is, you know, the he proposed the theory idea, and also he's a sleep researcher. So he has like his own very clear cut ideas. So can be uh, different from mine. But uh, what I can say is that, yeah, clearly, uh, while you are dreaming, the pi value should be high than, you know, non-dreaming uh, sleep. But uh, I'm not sure whether, let's say, um, that pi value is, you know, meaningfully high while, like, uh, people do not have dream or so the kind of question is that while in N1 sleep stage do you have like higher level of consciousness than like N3 sleep stage that's the question um, if it's the true then we can predict make a prediction based on IIT um, but you know we do not know whether, you know, which uh, sleep stage uh, gives much higher level of uh, consciousness. So I don't know what, or, you know, let's say we have some neural data from, you know, different stage and we can apply just an IIT framework to these data. We can, you know, say that, oh, during this sleep stage, that fiber is bigger. So we can, predict this is just a prediction so we can make a predict that a prediction saying that oh this sleep stage is much it gives much uh it gives a higher level of, uh the five value and it implies that the level of consciousness is higher and that is just an you know prediction and and in another scenario maybe the level of um, big or the big five value is just the same between let's say N1 and three, meaning that oh, in this sleep stage, you're just non-conscious. 
zero level of consciousness. So basically the same as if you were dead or something like that. In relation to that, can I just ask your opinion on whether REM sleep or, sorry, no, dreaming specifically. So should should there be a difference between dreaming and wakefulness in, in FI? Because, like, technically you have subjective experience in both cases. Yeah. Again, it's very difficult to make a, you know, prediction because even we have, you know, subjective experiences, we are not sure whether, which, let's say, um, awake is more higher in terms of level of consciousness than, you know, dreaming state. We, I, I don't know. If that's the case, then the fiber is higher in the wakeful stage, uh, wakeful state. But yeah, I'm not sure. And I, this is just um, from my memory, and I might be wrong. But now mentioned something about this somewhere, I think, and he used you know some category theories idea, and then saying that you know some you know state of you know sleep or state or uh, you know the level of consciousness are just not you know comparable we can't compare these you know different levels as uh, you know level of consciousness um yeah i think yeah he definitely met yeah i i'm sure that he mentioned that kind of idea somewhere in his paper so yeah he also has yeah he has another or different idea but yeah that's what i can say or yeah I, i'm not sure because like yeah <laughs> i don't know F first of all i'm not sure how we can say that oh now i'm more i have more higher level of consciousness than the other or how can we say that that's my like question or can we say that? that's a you know difficult down I guess yeah and I think that comes down to how like what is your theory of consciousness how you define it I think there is a completely reasonable or or acceptable way to define consciousness as a either or like a binary state but but again but I can also see that uh, you know maybe in other like in another context or, or in in the search for the answers of other questions, it may make more sense to define consciousness as this with levels or, or changing or, yeah, so with this more resolution, so to say. But I don't know if either of them is right or, um, but I think that's a very interesting question. And I think eventually consciousness researchers need to decide or need to answer these questions we'll see i'm hoping we will be around <laughs> when it happens so you have already asked your questions everything okay uh, so i have the other question and one one question is that uh, what is the uh, brain brain area or brain system uh, gate the change of the uh, sleeping state First, uh, in other words, uh, as previous research, we previous uh, paper we discussed the, the anterior insula is the gating point of the before the network and the dorsal attention network. So, in end, now how how to change the sleeping stage, and is there an important area or important biological or changes and is there find it or it, it was it was found or it is still unclear so you are saying that is there any um, biological mechanism that switch away full stage to sleep stage and sleep stage to uh, wakeful stage right i think they mention a couple of brain regions i think they mention the I will, I'm sorry, I will pronounce this suprachiasmatic, sorry, suprachiasmatic nucleus, which is related to circadian rhythm. And um, 
And they also mentioned legions in the brainstem. But I don't know if that's more related to just... Yeah, and they also mentioned that potentially um, uh, the fact that the the thalamus and the so the thalamocortical communication is intact that might also be related to be the um, presence of these sleep patterns like slow waves or, or spindles, but I don't know if um, yeah I, I I don't ex- exactly know what what are the brain regions responsible for this or if it's you know completely uh known actually yeah so related to uh Roji's question i'm not sure whether the this paper mentioned or this is just a review paper so it should not be necessary like uh to be like specific but they did not mention which region or which brain area is knowledge for a uh, different uh, subject. And they just, you know, treat um, the same category subject as the same, let's say, uh, minimally conscious state subject as just a um, minimally conscious subject state subject. But I'm not, yeah, I was wondering whether there are some, you know, differences between or in the area of brain damage because it can indicate oh this area is very important for recover or something like that or you know that kind of region um is necessary to generate let's say spindles things like that so i was just curious about that yeah i mean i don't know for sure but i think it's important to point out that um so all of these sleep patterns and EEG in general is, is has some quite significant inter-individual variability. So yeah, for some people, for example, yeah, so it's it's uh, uh, somewhat different in everyone. And then if you don't have a comparable sleep recording from someone before before an accident or before their brain damage occur, I think it's quite difficult to tell whether it's the individual variability or variation um, or it's the brain damage, like in at least in, in some cases. But yeah, if you guys uh, have, or uh, is it okay if I ask my, or one, I have one question. So I was wondering, it's and this is more of an out there question, uh, but uh, so from this paper, I um, got this impression that sleep seems to be, and specifically the like these changes, uh, so, so sleep wake cycle seems to be very important for consciousness or healthy or normal conscious functioning. And I think that kind of raises an important question whether artificial consciousness will require a similar thing like sleep like in general you know i think with engineering we see that uh, some of the most efficient engineering solutions are not based on how it's done by nature or by evolution so i can easily imagine that uh, maybe we will be able to um to create a system that doesn't need sleep uh, or a sleep-like activity and still may be able to to produce uh, some kind of conscious uh, state or we'll see uh, I'm hoping <laughs> but uh, yeah I, I think it's it's quite interesting like um, yeah I, I, I can also imagine that uh, maybe maybe sleep or maybe some kind of change in the in in the information structure, it's quite important for for consciousness. I don't know if if um, IIT can accommodate this, or how how can it com- accommodate this? Um, and and also in just general, yeah. If um, if this will be a crucial question, but I was definitely wondering about this. So basically, your question is whether sleep is necessary for consciousness, right? Uh, so first, uh, the reason I think that 
the reason why you mentioned is that in this paper, the proper like sleep cycle is important for recovering. Um, yeah, um, so my question, so uh, first of all, I am, um, yeah, I don't know, or I don't think IAP uh, gives some, you know, explanation whether sleep is necessary for consciousness or not. What it can say is that, oh, in this, you know, if, or, yeah, if, you know, some system take this uh, activation pattern with this network, this can have, you know, conscious experiences at this moment. And that's what I can, IIT can says. So I would, I, yeah, this is again my, just my opinion, but I don't think IIT can explain whether sleep is necessary for uh, conscious uh, subjective experiences. And that's kind of, yeah, my short answer. And yeah, in relation to your question, I have, you know, another question. So why, uh, what is the, what is sleep for? Why do we need sleep? That's an, and my understanding is that sleep is necessary for maintenance of body or something like that. So in a sense, like, for example, if you shut down a computer, your computer, if you just, you know, rapidly um, shut down it, it will hurt the computer. So you need to shut down the computer in a proper way. That's kind of related to, you know, human sleep. So proper uh, process to, you know, rest or. So in that case, the sleep is for, you know, resting. And this is, um, constraint or limitation from like biological perspective. I, but yeah, I don't know what it means by that, but like just, yeah. Or yeah, okay then my question is that, is there any animals uh, who do not uh, require sleep? So yeah, the reason why I asked this question is that if there is such kind of, you know, animals, then we can start asking what is the, or answering what is the role of sleeping and then at the same time if we can you know investigate their subjective experiences to show how we can do it but if we can do it then we can say that oh subject sleep is necessary for you know consciousness or something like that so what is do you know any other like animals um so i'm not sure but i seem to recall that like actually there's very like almost you can find sleep like behavior in like even you know very small organisms because again it's like at that point it becomes how do you define sleep uh but then you know if you just define it define it as a uh a change in activity then you can find sleep-like behavior in i think yeah up to up to i don't know single cell, cell organisms or so or because again i'm not i'm not i'm not an expert in this but but i seem to recall that i mean at least in many insects like in fruit flies definitely we have sleep so i i think it's quite general yeah i yeah I used the term three, but you know, it's very, I understand, difficult to define because we can say that all oh, plants can also sleep because they behave differently during daytime and night. And that can be considered as like sleep. So yeah, I, I, mm, yeah, that's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so it is interesting question, point. Yes, I think the merits the sleep is related to the restructurization of the memory or brain brain network or something. So it is uh, 
it is like to the uh, upgrade of the uh, software or as so we construct right or this start is uh, important for us uh, like the biological limitation and also I think the opposite pattern the sorry I don't know the English word hibernate or long time sleep like the bear or something uh, animals uh, sleep during long time like the winter it is I think it related to the sleep or sleep is important for consciousness or for uh, life or something or maybe I don't know like maybe the definition of sleep can be like the different pace or different way of behaving and constrained by the environment. So as long as you live in Earth, the Earth, we have, you know, like daytime and nighttime. So animals, you know, behave differently between these different, you know. So yeah, I'm not sure whether we can, yeah, define sleep, but the, um, okay then like, we have um, some in you know, sleep, and we can also mention or infer sleep of other animals. And um, how we can infer, well, what is the evidence of that? So the same like cycle, or you know proper organized yeah sleep wake cycles, or again the, some features of sleep let's say against spindles or don't know like slow wave or what is the evidence mm, so is your question whether um in different animal species uh we have the like similar electrophysiological patterns of sleep yeah so okay so my question is kind of yeah different species different animals can have a uh, different types of you know, sleeps, but some species can have, or I guess have some, or very similar sleep to humans. And how we can, you know, define, or they have very similar sleep or not. Is it based on features or is it based on like some brain regions or their behaviors or what's, yeah. yeah, I don't know the details, but I, I seem to remember that uh, at least, for example, rodents and like rats and mice, they have similar uh, kind of slowing uh, of the EEG or the electric activity and, um, you know, this larger synchronized activity, even if it's not exactly in the same um, hertz range or like exactly the same as in humans. But, but I, I, I think that um they also have some kind of slow wave like activity i don't know any more details uh, other than this but i think it's at least with within mammals with some of a similar um uh, brain um anatomies that there is there are similar processes that we can compare and like that are somewhat comparable to humans mm. so i forgot, forgot why we studying about what is sleep but what was that i think it's from aniko's question but i'm not sure whether i answered your question or not so did i answer to your question yeah i i guess it was more like a uh just bringing up an idea because i obviously we cannot answer this question whether sleep is necessary for consciousness or not um although it seems that it's it seems to correlate with biological consciousness um yeah artificial consciousness is is a completely different thing but um yeah i i i am very interested to see um, i think you know this the brain ability to um to reorganize 
were kind of to 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 kind of shut down a bit or so to say like like um go into a completely different state of information processing uh it's it's quite powerful and um yeah i i mean i i can i can't really imagine how we would maintain um yeah similar level like obviously we know that sleep deprivation leads to uh dying <laughs> and and uh, like the the complete destruction of cognitive functions uh fairly fairly quickly but then now i remember that for example sea mammals so like dolphins and whales they have this um ability to like so only half of their hemisphere half of their brain is in sleep at one time which is again quite fascinating i would like to have that skill that's so interesting and by the way if we don't have a sleep we can aware of our consciousness yeah i was going to ask exactly the same question so without you know the some differences in the level of consciousness we can't say anything about or we can we can't notice you know there is some level of consciousness or that kind of concept so in that sense sleep is necessary for consciousness for us to notice yeah oh yeah that's that's very true yeah and i guess in in that way it's quite interesting to think about again a couple of um episodes ago we talked about uh, children and toddlers or babies, infants, um, and if they how how is their consciousness? And since they sleep so much, like mostly, they sleep. Um, again, I think it must be it must mean that uh, yeah, their their conscious experience is 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 quite different. Yes, I I agree, and in the baby. I think the REM swimming, uh, REM sleep stage is uh, so much uh, more than the non-REM swimming. So REM, REM sleep, non-REM sleep, non-REM sleep also are all the ordinary and a long time. So they they uh, they have a lot of time to sleep. And in other, in contrast, it's how in contrast, the uh, elderly person, the, they, their sleep time is less than us, but I, I, I forget, but the length sleep time is a degrees. So total sleep time is degrees uh, for uh, 10. So it is interesting. So the sleep state or sleep uh, structure and the, if there is a relationship between the consciousness and, and the sleep structure, I think the difference is appear. But I don't know the baby have a dream. We, we can't ask, ask them, but uh, the right so them, they have the brain activity like they have like or they have a dream uh, because the brain activity pattern the same as adults when they see the dream or something yeah i'm not sure about uh, my memory from baby but i'm sure that while I was in like a, a kindergarten or when I was in elementary school, I had some dreams. Sometimes it's very scary and sometimes it's very good, you know, fancy one. So yeah. Or does anyone remember memory of you uh, dreaming from a baby period? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I think it's it's again with this um, childhood amnesia that they just like people don't remember anything before roughly three years. Yeah, but I mean, I know that there are 
so seemingly children dream more or they are able to report more dreams i think but again i think it's also quite interesting to imagine what are like like really infants or very young babies would like how would their dream be like um i mean obviously they don't have that much that clear vision maybe yeah so like so many so much of their brain is still in development uh so i I mean obviously i i would assume that if they dream it's not you know like this structures and narrative of of uh similar to like adult dreams or even uh young children's dream again is it is it possible to dream if you don't have a clear uh self-consciousness like yeah maybe maybe for them it just it's not like they dream about something but just there are visual experiences or some kind of like sensory experiences when they are awake and then there are sensory experiences when they sleep but yeah I, yeah i think it's yeah this would be very interesting to to know if they if they dream or not or how they what 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 do they dream of yeah um now i remember that what well, this is not from my like baby memory but this is from my i don't know kindergarten or elementary school um dreaming experiments uh, experience but yeah at that time i was a fan of collecting beetles and then one day i yeah in front of my house i saw a very very big beetle which is not uh which yeah should not live in japan or i think from amazon or somewhere and then I told my mom to say, oh, I found that beetle or something. And then I still remember that is, or in that sense, I, it can be, a, or I think it should be like just a dream, but I couldn't dis- distinguish the dream experience, uh, experience and, you know, just real life experience. So, <laughs> you know, for like young kids, sometimes, they just mix these, you know, subjective experiences in, and in that sense, just dreaming and just real, right, you know, conscious subjective experiences, uh, same or something like that. Not sure. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's yeah. I think even for adults, or sometimes I I have this experience that I dream something because I have very main like uh, mundane and boring dreams about like waiting for reviews and responses from like it's very sad really that that these are my dreams but uh but sometimes i have this feeling of like have i have i dreamt this or have i actually done this <laughs> still as an adult and i think that kind of relates to this yeah this ability of of um uh, so-called reality or yeah reality monitoring so whether you can identify if a sensory input come from your actual sensory experience or if you imagined it and yeah that's that's i think a quite interesting skill and definitely there are quite large individual variability so for example people with schizophrenia have a decreased ability in in, um yeah uh, identifying the source of mental concepts or or images so yeah yeah again i think that's that's a completely yeah very very fascinating topic yeah and now again i remember that i or this is again and or my mom told me that but when i was young i did a lot of uh sleepwalking or something but i did not have you know that kind of you know memory or just after you know i having or having you know sleep dreaming my mom you know after you know in the morning my mom told me like oh what happened with you you were like walking but i did not you know have any memory of that so you know but i'm hope like now i do not or i don't do that kind of you know sleepwalking or stuff hopefully so i i'm sure that you know there are some difference between you know or difference in you know age for sleeping uh, maybe 
can be some difference in subjective, you know, experiences as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, do you have any questions? Because I think we've already talked roughly about uh, one hour. If not, maybe we can finish the discussion. Good? Okay. Okay, then see, see you. See you, thank you.